Hello, listeners. Jess here. Have you heard our newest show, Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches? Winnie Taylor is just a teenager when her mother dies, sending her to Cleveland to reunite with her dad, a former football player. It's an inspirational story about sports, family, and learning to overcome the barriers that hold us back. Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches has something for everyone. Action-packed football games, a story about friendship, and a father-daughter story that will warm everyone's heart. I know you're going to love it. Follow Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free with a GZM family subscription. Head to gzmshows.com for more. Bebop Tales, Bebop Tales, Finding Dinosaurs and Killer Whales. Bebop Tales, Bebop Tales, Inventing Lights of Shoes and Monorails. Bebop Tales. Yeah. Well, and that is a theme song. It is your old pal, Bebop here, and that theme song was made by my good friend, nine-year-old Zachary. Thank you, Zachary, for that awesome theme song. That is going to be the theme song for season four of Bebop Tales. Well, all right. Well, now it seems quiet. Let's get the old music in. Okay, well, it's your old pal Bebop here, back for season four of Bebop Tales. Now, you may remember what happened last season, but it was a while ago, so let's listen in to what happened at the end of the last season, or, as I like to call it, my life. You know, Tiny, I realized something. You really were one of a kind. One in a million, really. And that's why you were always able to defeat me. But now... Now you're just another tiny robot. You are just a face in the crowd. No match for me. Okay, so that was that Messingham guy talking there. What a what a chucklehead he is, huh? A face in the crowd. That's like a third tier Tom Petty song. Come on. Alright, now let's continue to see what happened next. Bebop couldn't think straight. His head was swimming. He felt himself being taken over by the crowd. Maybe Messingham was right. Maybe he was just another robot. Maybe this was the end. All right, so that's where we were, right? I was surrounded by all these imposters that Messingham had made. And you know what? Actually, listening to that clip, I realized that my Jonahan impression has gotten a little rusty over the last year since my last season. So, all right, let's see if we can get this right this time. Okay, ready? <coughs> okay, bear with me. Hi, I'm Jonahan. Jonahan. Hi, I'm Jonahan. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I got it, I got it. I'm Monathan Jesse. <sighs> no. Okay, one more time. Hi, I'm Jonathan Pantsface. Pantsface? That's not right. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a great name for him, but that's not right. Messingham, Messingham. Messingham. There we go. There we go. All right. Although maybe Pants Face. Anyways, let's get the show going before I lose it again. So let's get into it. Let's pick up right where we left off in Bebop Tales Season 4, Episode 1, Who is Who? Bebop backed away from the other robots. Fang, I need your help here. 
The little shape-shifting magical bot, Dr. Percolator's latest creation, swooped over to Bebop. But then the other robots all called out to it, and it started flying this way and that, unsure of who the real Bebop was. That's enough, cried out Bebop. All of the other robots stopped. It was suddenly silent. Baron von Messingham chuckled to himself, leaning against the castle wall, sipping from his English breakfast tea, even though it was the afternoon, like a true villain. It's so obvious that I am the one and true tiny. Otherwise, why would I be so upset? All of you imposters are happy to go along with the crowd, be one and the same with every other robot around you. Only the real tiny would be offended by such an idea. The other robots all murmured among themselves. Give it up, why don't you? Yelled the voice from the middle of the robot pack. You think they're going to be fooled by you? You don't even look like me. You're just another pawn like all the others. Bebop was shocked. How dare another robot talk to him like that? How dare this imposter try to usurp his place as the once and future Tiny? How dare it say Bebop didn't even look like himself? It rendered him speechless. Okay, said the alchemist. If you truly are the real Tiny, what flavor Sour Patch Kid is Messingham's favorite? Red Easy said both robots at the same time. Okay, yeah, that was too easy, said the alchemist. Here's another one. What was your favorite animal that I made in my floating aquarium home? That's easy. I didn't have a favorite. You made weird stuff, said both the robots at the same time. But how did the imposter know that? Wait, if you are the real one, said the real Bebop. Then what's the name of my good friend, the interdimensional worm that guided us through portals between dimensions. That's easy, too. Do you know the answer? Said the other one. I do. Do you? Said Bebop. Well, I do. Do you? Said the other one. This is all very amusing. Said Messingham, swirling honey into his tea like an evil mastermind. Why don't you just both say the answer at once? Fine said the real Bebop. Fine, said the imposter. One, said Messingham. Two, three. Lowly. They both yelled at once. Okay, said the alchemist. Look, it has to be one of you two, right? The other ones, they're not even trying anymore. Bebop looked around and saw that many of the imposters had wandered off, losing interest. That's right, said Bebop. The true tiny would never lose interest in a confrontation. In fact, I have the perfect idea to determine who the real one is once and for all. Let's have a tiny off. I like it, said the imposter. What does that mean? There are certain things that I am really good at, said Bebop, and only the true tiny would excel in these tests of skill. Are you ready? Oh, you mean like a beatbox battle? Let's do it. The two robots stood face to face. Bebop went first. Beat that. Easy, said the imposter. It's a tie, said the alchemist. Okay, round two, said Bebop. It's a prank off. Bebop pointed at the belly of the other robot. Dude, 
Did you smear Sour Patch Kid on your stomach? What? Said the other bot, looking down, and boom! Bebop rose his finger up and tapped him on the nose. I can't believe you fell for that! Shouted Bebop. That's like the oldest trick in the book. Please, that's child's play. Said the imposter. Look! Messingham had set down his tea and was now grimacing and pulling off his slippers. I put ice cubes in his slippers this morning. Looks like they've melted. <laughs> hey, that's actually pretty good, said Bebop. For an imposter. Okay. Time for an interrupting You were going to say interrupting battle work. Before you can say that, I declare interrupting it. battle. Right. You can't interrupt the interrupting master. You are good. So are you, said Bebop. The final test. A singing competition. No one can sing like me. Except me. Go for it said the imposter. Okay, here we go. Bebop racked his brain for the perfect song. Tiny tails, tiny tails, this imposter sings like a pack of toothless whales. Tiny tails, tiny tails, tiny tails. Amazing, said the alchemist. I know, said Bebop. Okay, no problem, said the imposter. I got one for you. Tiny tails, tiny tails. This imposter's bad at singing and I crowds. Tiny tails, tiny tails, tiny everybody tails. Wait, that's it, that's it, cried Bebop. You're the fake. You didn't even know half the words and you said crowds. Crowds is not a word. See, he's the fake. <laughs> yes, no one beats me in a karaoke competition. <sighs> said Messingham, throwing his slippers back into the castle. Congratulations. Keep him for all I care. Take him home to your beloved percolator. You'll never get into my enchanted castle. Goodbye. Messingham disappeared into his castle, slamming the giant door shut behind him. I, I really thought I was the one, said the imposter. Are you sure that crails isn't a word? 100%. But look. You're a handsome guy, and obviously very talented. You're welcome to join our crew as we take down old frozen slippers over there. I don't know, said the imposter. I feel like I need to go out and find my own way. But I can at least let you into the castle. Come around back. I'll show you a secret way in, and you can surprise Messingham. The imposter and Bebop began walking around the side of the castle. Come on, alchemist, said Bebop. Yes, yes, sorry, I just... I'm going to collect the thing and maybe a handful of those Sour Patch Kids for the journey. I'll be right there. The imposter took Bebop around the back of the castle. He reached down and grabbed a handful of grass. He pulled on it and it peeled back like the corner of a rug. Beneath was a small wooden door in the ground. The imposter unlatched it and swung it open. See? A trap door. This chute... We'll take you right down into the basement of the castle. Messingham will have no idea what hit him. Great, said Bebop. Thanks so much. Are you sure you don't want to come with us? We can use your... But the imposter tripped Bebop, and our hero went tumbling down the chute alone. See, said the imposter. I'm the best interrupter. The imposter closed the trapdoor quickly and replaced the grass over it, just as the alchemist and the thing came around the corner. The imposter is gone, said the imposter. <laughs>
we got back here and he just ran off. I guess he was embarrassed. Anyhow, I don't think we should try to take on Messingham ourselves. Let's go back to Percolator's place, shall we? Home, sweet home. Bebop Tales, the double crosser. Can't believe I got tricked by that imposter. Bebop Tales, Bebop Tales, Bebop Tales. Wow. Can you believe that? That imposter is trying to steal my life. Well, we'll see about that next week, won't we? In the meantime, I have some young chefs to thank for their art. I want to say thank you to Olivia from Boston, Massachusetts. Svetlana, who's six and three quarters from Albany, New York. Claire, who's nine from Seattle, Washington. Marion, who's five from Tucson, Arizona. Our pal Andrew, who's eight. Our pal Lexi. Atley, who's five from Durham, North Carolina. Newton, who's seven. Our good pal Rosa. Scout, who's four from San Francisco. Eli, who's five from Bermuda. Brothers Everett and Alden. Matilda, who's seven, from Phoenix, Arizona. Elijah, who's five, from Victorville, California. Ingrid, who's seven. And Ruth, who is six years old. Thank you all so much. All right, and we have a joke from our pal Markwam from Milton, Massachusetts. Why did the pickle cut the watermelon? Why did the pickle cut the watermelon? Because it was a slow poke. <laughs> of course. Watermelons are always... Super slow. Everybody knows that. All right. Thank you, Markwam. Thank you to all of our art chefs. We'll have much more thanks and many more jokes as this season continues. And thanks, everybody, for coming back for Bebop Tales Season 4. And we will see you next week. Hi, I'm Amy. I'm Odid. I'm Ethan. I'm Awa. And we're a GZM family. Join us and listen to Fourth and Inches. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Hoo, hoo.